it's always interesting because if they come up with the topic for the talk, you know, nine months in advance, they're like, I hope I know what I want to talk about. <laughs> and I put something together and I get I get why I put this together I, as you know, the last couple of days it finally made sense. And I was really trying to come up with something I never talk about. And I, I started doing this, I realized, oh, I actually, I talk about this stuff all the time. I think I'm coming at it from a little different angle. And what I realized is that this is sort of like a, an opportunity for me to wrap up all the things that I've been teaching for the last you know, 10 years. And so I can give everybody this package and then walk on and do something else. And not that I'm not going to do stuff with plants, but just this this thing. And, and it was cool because I sort of I looked at like the, the roster of people talking and the topics, and there's so many people are talking about this connecting with plant spirits. There's like two talks for sure that are like almost exactly the same as this. And I was like, great, other people are doing this now. I don't have to do it. But when we started this, not very many people were talking about this. So it's so beautiful to see it become such a common thing and common awareness for people who are working with plants. Last year, Howie told me that. He said, people now expect that if they go to an herbal medicine program, there's going to be a plant spirit component to it. So, great. We're all, we're all awakening to this and the power and the mystery and the magic of the plants. The, the class was listed as the five pillars of plant communion, which is was the initial title, but then I changed it, but they forgot to change it in the thing. Pillars is a little too pillars. It's the five phases of plant communion. And they, they're all gonna, there's no like set order. They all kind of meld into each other, but I'll just, as we go through it, I'll just talk about them and there's no, I tried to make it into like a system, but it was like, it's not, there's no system here. Just talk about it. So I'm gonna start, <clears throat> I'm going to start with a song. I'm going to call in. This is a call to the plant beings. This, this song was given to me by the Spirit of Devil's Club, Ashusha, when I, I, I went into the forest with some of the hair, that I, the first haircut of my first child, and I brought it into the forest to offer to him to like affirm our relationship and the relationship with my family, with this being who's been so helpful to me in my life. And after I gave that and I sat there in the forest, this song came. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll sing it. You can sing along too if you know it. And then, and then uh, I want to say a few things about what, what, what the song is saying and promising. I'm going to try it without the microphone. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. 
your way. The time it has arrived. Find your place. Find your way. The time it has arrived. We are here to assist you to make a new life. We are here to assist you to make a new life. Trust your body, it remembers. It is wise and will lead the way. Trust your body, it remembers. It is wise and will lead the way. These are the teachings of the forest. Gather strength from this good ground. These are the teachings of the forest. Gather strength from this good ground. Everybody pay attention. Firm yourself in the new life. Everybody pay attention. Firm yourselves in the new life. opportunity to construct a whole new way of being in the world in a way that would help us to be in harmony with everything that was around us helping us to organize ourselves the same way that the life of the forest organizes itself where we're working cooperatively where everybody knows their place you know part of the problem with our culture is we don't have initiation so we don't know who we are we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. And what I found with working with these plants, and one of the main reasons why you want to commune with plants in this way, is so that you can learn who you are at your core. So that you know what your place in the world is and what you're supposed to be doing. And when you know what your place in the world is, then you can like work really nicely with all the other people around you, with all the forces of life around and all the, all the creatures and everything that's living and which everything is alive, of course, everything around. And they said, and that sign says, that the first part, the, the, the is like a call to them. So when you need them in your life, you could just sing that thing. I don't know if you felt, but they, they can, they come. 
we sing a song like that. And then they say, uh, we're here to assist you. They're, they make it known like, we're here. After that song came, I felt, you know, always around me, these beings behind. They're all there waiting. And all we have to do is ask them and invite them in. So the things that we're going to talk about today are related to how do we call these beings into our lives? How do we commune with them? I, I, I use the word communion rather than communication because communication, I think, in our culture has there's sort of a, you know, even if it's with the heart, it's this thing like this, but communion implies like a full experience of connection and integration with everything around. So <clears throat> this, this last, this place where we're going to have that trip that I was talking about in the desert is out in Southeast Oregon. First time I ever showed up there, I've told this story before, but some of you probably haven't heard it. I won't go into the whole story, but I showed up there, ended up with this really intense pain the night I arrived in my leg. So painful I could hardly walk. And I ended up, I was there to find a Fedra. And I found a Fedra, and I fell down in front of it crying for the pain, the physical pain, but it was also the physical pain was bringing up all of this emotional and psychic pain. And I asked for help from this bush, and um, a being arose in front of me and, and explained to me what my pain was coming from. And through that connection, I was able to work through a huge part of my armory that was keeping me separate, not allowing me to connect with my path and who I was. I was, I was. I was not in touch with my masculinity. I was shunting it aside because I was afraid of what that power could do, because of what I had seen from a lot of the men in my life and the men in, in the world. And over the years, I kept going back to that place. And every year, I would get, it was like a tearing me down, breaking me apart, connecting with these, the plant, the spirit of ephedra, and all these other beings of the land there. Very powerful place. And one time in a, in a meditation with, with uh, ephedra, I was shown that Ephedra helps us connect with our past life incarnations. I'm telling the story just to give you an idea of what, like, what's possible that we can learn from the plants in this way. And so, in that vision, I was I was sitting there filled with fear, you know, fear of dying, and, and just I had lots of fear in my life at the time. And I just saw this vision of all of the lives that I've lived previously extending infinitely behind me and all of the lives that I would live extending forward. And I felt, ah, I'm, this is just one little piece of this eternal spirit that I carry. And, and in that vision, then some guy came at me and started like hitting me with a club. And I just sat there and I was like, it doesn't matter. You kill me, I'm going to come back. You can't stop me from what I'm doing. And so I'm going to keep doing what I do, and I'm going to be who I am, and I'm not going to worry about it. And, and then, that was many years ago, 
And then this most recent time I was there, the week before I went, maybe it was like a couple days before I went, I had a, a dream where I, where I was in this big shopping mall place and all this stuff happened. And then I found this tunnel and I went down this chute and I came down to this underground bowling alley. <laughs> I like went to like pick up the bowling balls and like they weren't, my finger would fit in the balls or like the balls were too small or they were too big and I couldn't pick them up. And I looked over and there was another guy in another bowling lane and he was just bowling like strike after strike after strike. <laughs> and behind him there was this group of, of people from all different time periods. There were like people that were like from Greek times and Renaissance times and people from all different cultures all over the world and they were standing behind him and I got, oh, he, there's something that he has that I don't have. And then, so fast forward a couple of days, and now I'm out in the desert. I've been, you know, working with juniper and aspen and pond lily and all these ancient beings. And then we show up in the spot with the ephedra. And and while I was there, I had a dream there where I was singing a song with my wife. It was this new song we had. We had a book, and we were like singing the song. And there was this word that was like highlighted. And we were like trying to figure out what the word was. We didn't know what it was. It was A R E T E. Is. So, um, unfortunately, the, that place, which is so far in the middle of nowhere, it gets, you know, like, phone service. So, like, I woke up and I was like, what is this word? Googled it. And it's a, it's, a, it's a word from Greek, from, it's from ancient Greece, and it means, I'm going to read it so I get it right. It means, in its basic sense, it means excellence of any kind. I've never, I never had heard this word before. It also may mean moral virtue, and in its earliest appearance in Greek, the notion of excellence was ultimately bound up with the notion of fulfillment of pur purpose or function, the act of living up to one's full potential. And that, that is the medicine of ephedra. So it was so incredible that this plant that lives in the middle of the desert in Oregon is connected with ancient Greek understanding. So then in that I I, I did a, I did a healing session with Maria Lisi, who's one of the 13 indigenous grandmothers, like a couple weeks before I went out there when she was in town. And she's one of my teachers. We don't get to see each other very often, but we're connected in the astral when she comes to me. And uh, and in that session it was really mellow session, but she, 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 she said, you need to connect with your guides more. You need to connect. Now is the time when we all have to connect with our guides. So I, 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 I went to my own personal ceremony. The group was like in camp, and they were doing their thing, and the, my people that were helping me were with them, and I walked out into the sacred area and laid down into this feather bush, and um, with a little help from various medicine, medicinal plants, and did a whole ceremony. And in that ceremony, all of these beings showed up who were past incarnations of me and, and showed up. And now I have this whole new opening of like this way of working. I have no idea how it's going to be, but they want to open up new pathways of perception in me. And, and so it, it was new. It just completely blew my mind, sort of. I mean, I kind of, it's 
hard to blow my mind these days, but <laughs> but that this thing that this plant told me about years and years ago, it took me all that time. It was probably seven years later, and here I am, like under this bush in the place, and it's like fulfilling that promise. It was so so incredible. So <clears throat> I wanted to I wanted to start with that story just to just to give you an idea of what what is possible. And so that, that in itself is a great reason to commune with plants, right? Uh, other reasons why, why, why would we want to do this work? You know, like, I mean, to the normal person, it would seem crazy, like, communing with plants. What is that going to do for you? Like, what's the, do you get anything out of that? Or you're just like, because I, I got what I I was doing some class, I can't remember what it was, but somebody like, me about is like we just need to like sit around and just, just commune with plants like it was this like there was no purpose behind it like what's the point of this but really there, it's a, there's a depth to this work that is wanting to come and change us on a fundamental level individually and then collectively as a culture and where would that come better place for that to come from than the land itself and the plants being this Form of like I see them as like the, the dreaming body of the, of, the, of the earth, and a way for that we can connect in with that energy because you know the earth is vast. Who, who can like encompass that within themselves? But with the plants, we have a little facet of, of the earth and also all the beings of the sky that come, and we can interact with them. We've been interacting with them since we've been human, they, they might have even been the catalyst for us attaining the consciousness of what we consider human, being human today. And there's so many distractions in life these days, so many distractions. So we need something that will help us get out of these distractions that basically are feeding our lower selves, all these little technological things and, you know, People here probably don't have as many distractions as maybe people in the wider world, but we still have those things that are, are sucking our energies. But what we need is things that feed our higher selves, get us into that higher place where we can connect with these energies that are that are very powerful and very clear. They can help us align ourselves so that we can do what, what I was saying that song is calling us to do. So this, what I've come to realize you know, from the humble origins of just like sitting in, in a circle with like a few people going, wow, we can like taste a plant and just sit there and then share with each other and like we come up with some of the same ideas and like the plants like actually talking to us to realizing, wow, this is like a spiritual path that we can really dedicate ourselves to and devote our lives to as like communion with plants, spiritual path. And it's coming from the plants that are actually here that are can inform our way of being in the world. So as part of that, too, then it's like helping us with our emotional lives and our physical lives, of course. So it's bringing us to a state of health, bringing us to understand these mysteries. And there's just something for me that's just so amazing about like taking in the chemistry of a plant, even just like the most humble plant, like a like chickweed, and watching it just like interact with my nervous system 
and watch how it attunes me and changes and transforms how my energetic system operates. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. And to watch that happen with other people and watch people who, who are disconnected from spirit and from the earth and from who they are and watch giving a little bit of a plant and watching their eyes light up in remembrance of like, oh, oh no, I remember, I know who I am. And then watching that process go on for years and years and years. So, so to do this, we need to enter into a different form of consciousness than we're, we're used to. We're used to, most of us are used to connecting with our minds. We're so focused on the mind and but there's, there's a limitation to that consciousness. So there's a consciousness that comes from the heart and from, and from perceiving with our whole beings. So I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little guided meditation here. And then I'm gonna sing a song that calls in the, the spirit of red cedar. So just close your eyes for the moment. And breathe. And then I'm going to ask you a few questions. Are you in your body? Are you occupying your body? If, if the answer is no, or you notice places in your body that you're not, you don't feel present then maybe you can take the opportunity now, maybe you wanna do it when you're not in a room filled with a lot of people, it might be more comfortable. But ask yourself, why am I not in that place in my body? What is going on there? Because really, we should be fully occupying ourselves. We're the owners of these houses. These bodies are, are housing, these spirits, these eternal spirits, and we should be fully embodied spiritually in these material bodies. And especially pay attention to places where you tend to put the energy outward, because oftentimes when we meet places of pain, places of trauma in our bodies that we're not occupying, it's too painful to be present with it, so then we start pointing outward, we start projecting outward. So be aware of those places and try to turn it inward and be present. You don't have to actually do anything or try to make it different. The way to deal with it is just to be present just to witness because how that song says trust your body it remembers is true trust your body let your body do it get out of your mind get into your body as much as you can breathe relax and just see what happens with your body you always want to feel your feet on the earth feel that connection So feeling that connection with the earth, 
breathing in, breathing in the energy of the earth. As you breathe in, letting it rise up through your body and out the top of your crown, up into the sky. And then breathing out, let that energy come down from the sky all the way through your body and down into the earth so you become a conduit for these energies. These energies that will help align you, keep you centered and focused and grounded and in connection with everything. We're gonna do the, we're gonna do the short version of this, but it's nice when we can really spend a lot of time working this. But just for now, just breathe down into the earth from the sky and breathe up and in from the earth up into the sky. And then from that place, let your energy expand outward. So you're perceiving life in all directions around you. And you have that red cedar flowing through your body, which can really help with this. sing this red cedar song to help further help the process.
if I had one medicine to pick and I can only have one medicine for the rest of my life, it would be red cedar. Because I feel like red cedar can heal anything. Because every time, every time I present myself to red cedar, something else gets vibrated off. And you, it, it carries within it the blueprint of life. So we can sit in front of it with our backs to it or just call it, take the tincture, sing a song. The best way is to just beat it with it, put your back up against it, and feel it will gently show you your natural state and just gently shake it so those things fall away that get in the way of you being present with yourself. So this is the first phase, presence, awareness, trust, and discernment. I, 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 they change, too, from what it says in the thing. It's not that. I mixed them together and added a couple. Because, you know, you want to figure out the topic, you don't know what it's going to be about, really. So, two, what, what's so cool about working with plants is, like, to be with them, you need to be present and aware. So you can be with them more. But the very act of being with them brings more presence and awareness to you. So it's, it's a nice little thing we have going on now. And presence and awareness go hand in hand. The more you become present in your body, present with yourself, the more you, you are aware, the more you can be aware of what's around you. The actual process of connecting with plants increases your awareness and your ability to be present. And the frequencies of some of these plants and the vibrations of their messages are very subtle. So we have to learn to be very quiet in ourselves so that we can really hear. We have to learn how to be very focused, very focused, and not let those things get in the way. So it's like I was talking about before, how when we, you know, when we can't be present in our bodies, there's something there. We aren't putting attention to it, our body's going to try to get our attention. And so when we're sitting with plants and we're communing with them, meditating with them, sometimes these things come up and we think, oh, this thing is, get out of here. You know, I'm trying to connect with this plant, I can't hear it. There's this noise coming. Well, that's, that's the plant accentuating that part that's blocking you from really hearing them. So then we can like be with that and let the plant work through it instead of like saying, oh, stop. Say, uh, help me with that. Watch what happens. And then discernment. We get we, we, we get connected on a when we get connected with our central core, then we can have discernment. And we can really gain an understanding of what these things that come to us mean. Because sometimes you know the, the plants talk to us in very ways that we're not accustomed to. Rarely is it like, you know, you know, I've had a dream before where um, you know, some plant spirit just comes and sits down in the chair next to me and then like have a conversation. And that's cool. But that doesn't happen like that usually. Usually it's much more subtle. There's things going through it and then we have to interpret them. And the reason that they don't just tell us what's happening is because Part of the medicine of understanding is to 
let these other forms of awareness arise in us, and then it increases our ability to be aware. It's so, it's so beautiful. So, I like to, to, to look at words that we use and like the meanings of the words and where they come from, and see how that informs things. So one of the one of the ones with this one is is true. So I talk about presence, awareness, discernment, truth, trust. The word true comes from strong, and also it, it is the same root of dru, druid, the tree people. So trees, tree, the word tree is related to the word true. So work with trees to find the truth. And knowing the truth is from having that same thing that the trees bring us, that alignment with. The trees represent that, especially the big ones like red cedar, alignment and connection with heaven and earth. Then you are clear with your truth. So one, one good thing, uh, practice to take up is chakra clearing for opening up that central core so that energies can flow through you and then you can get to that place of trust. And so, um, we're not gonna do it, but if we had you know, a couple hours, we could do all these things, but you start with your root chakra and you just breathe into it and then you start toning. You find the vibration that the, that chakra vibrates as like, and then when you feel like that was good, then you go up to the next one, go all the way up. So just, just to leave you with a little practical thing to do with that. And then some other really good allies in this process are cottonwood, which is another tree of life that it's so that the wood is so dense and thick and they don't move, they just bring it. It brings this very clear awareness, taps us into a very clear awareness. Yarrow is a great one, which is a plant that thinks it's a tree. <laughs> so many times when people take yarrow and do meditations, like, oh yeah, it's a tree. And everyone feels it's like it's a tree. It's like, well, it's, yeah, it's kind of a tree. It's a tree, but it's only this big. <laughs> and it does that same thing. It aligns us with heaven and earth. That's why they, they use it to, to divine the I Ching, is what it told me. And then uh, Devil's Club and Dogwood this because they are ones that help clear the things away that get in the way so I talked about red cedar being you know gently vibrating the things out of the way but devil's club and dogwood are kind of like a team you don't have to work with them together but you can they're the king and the queen of the forest here and they they will tear things out of you and really really shake you in an uncomfortable way, but in a good way. They don't always do that, but they can. Some people get a very gentle experience from them, but for me, they are always very fierce. And they bring, they are masters of the darkness, but they bring light there. So they really understand like, the places where we're traumatized and how to go in there and take them out. Dogwood helps like remove the masks. It helps us see the, the things that get in the way of us recognizing our true beauty, and same with Dell's Cup, helps us to um, look at those places where we're stuck and we can't access who we truly are, and it helps create this safe, protective container for us to sprout out our, our very delicate new parts of our, 
parts of ourselves that are, have always been there, but they're just re-sprouting out. So nice how they work with us. So that's the first one. Presence, awareness, trust, discernment. Pick up the pace here a little bit. So I, I, I'll, I'll dip. I'm gonna one that's gonna go by really quick because this is the one I added. Clearing. I realized that clearing is one of the phases, but it goes through all of the parts. There's always this element of clearing out the things that get in the way. We all have cultural programming, um, traumas, beliefs. I, I just the other thing that happened to me this year on one of these trips is. Two weeks before one of the trips out to Ochikos, I kept damaging my left foot, cracking it on the ground, accidentally kicking it into a tire, breaking the nail off. And then right before the trip, I was carrying these three boards and they fell and just smashed my toes. And finally I was like, Maybe uh, there's a message here. <laughs> I just got out of the forest and I prayed, oh, help me. What's, what's going on? And I was like, you need to let go of your beliefs. You have too many beliefs and they're keeping you from progressing. So all these plants can help us let go of our beliefs so that we can actually expand out to places that we're not normally comfortable being in. And it gets more comfortable to be uncomfortable as you go along. <laughs> So the, then the next one that I'll talk about is the desire for illumination. And with that, I, I have the need for spiritual connection, devotion, surrender, and love. All these go hand in hand. And the, the, the plant that I, that I associate most with that is juniper. Juniper embodies fire. It embodies all the elements, but it really brings fire in a strong light of devotion. It's also good. Uh, you know, it's also good for the trust in the sermon. It brings this like flaming sword of divine justice that just cuts through all of the bullshit so that you can see clearly. So put it in. The, put it in number one also. And then this, this, you know, this one could have easily been the place to start because. You know, on some level, I know all of us want illumination. We want connection. I feel like the, well, I know in my experience of working with people over the years is that the fundamental illness is the disconnect from spirit. That is the one thing. If you can connect somebody in that way, it changes everything. I, want, I mean, I, I've had the opportunity to work with people going through some really challenging deep stuff in various scenarios and and being able to work with plant medicines whatever the form those are and you know sometimes you give a plant for you know some physical ailment or some specific psychological thing but it's ultimately it's really the act of that reconnection that remembrance that oh yeah there's something out there beyond me that is actually has care for who I am and what I'm doing here, that that changes people radically. So getting people, that's why I take people out into the forest. So they can go out there and see oh, when we when we when we call the wind, the wind starts blowing. When someone when we're in a sharing circle and someone's going through a really hard time, 
it's almost guaranteed that a wind will come and just start blowing through and just blowing things away. It's something to experience. And when, when you have that direct experience of the forces of nature there and understanding that they're really wanting to help us, that can change everything. So, I, 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 as I was presenting, preparing this, I was thinking, God, you know, if I, if I had known what was ahead of me on this path, I probably wouldn't have started. And I, and I tried to run away a bunch of times. One of the, one of the first experiences I had, actually the first really like mystical experience I had was at Saddle Mountain out towards the coast. And I walked up there with an old girlfriend and a couple other friends, and I was ahead of everybody. It was really windy at the top. We got almost to the top, and there was like this ridge line that went out, and I just felt like something just pulled me out there, and I went and totally just ran right to the edge of this cliff and was standing over the edge like this, like in the wind, blowing me. And this voice started saying, Come with us. Come with us. And I was like, Why <laughs> don't I just come? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. But at first I was just really in it. And then I got scared. I'm like, okay. And then I like, gathered myself and I looked back and I saw where I had run across. And I was totally scared of heights at the time. So I was like, I kind of crawled back. And it was like, a, it, was, it was a total metaphor for the whole process for me. And then I got back and my girlfriend who was there, she was like, sit, she was sitting there. I saw that she was sitting there watching me. We sat there for a little bit. I was like, well, that was intense. She goes, yeah, this voice told me that, like, oh, we could take him away from you right now. And she said she got kind of scared seeing me out on the edge. <laughs> and that was sort of the beginning. And then, oh, we've had so much suffering, so much suffering that happens. But the suffering, <coughs> there's suffering anyway. If you don't go on the path, you're going to suffer anyway. So you might as well do the holy suffering. Suffering, <laughs> the suffering that actually gets you closer to the spirits. Otherwise, you're just stuck. It's, you're going to suffer, and it's going to be drawn out. It'll just like make it super intense for these little periods of time or long periods of time. Sometimes it goes on for months or years. But we all, at our core, know that that's what we need. So I'll just encourage you to whatever those things are that feel insurmountable, just to go into them and call on these beings for assistance in that. The, devotion is a way to accelerate that process. And I looked up what devotion means. It comes from to, um, to vow. And a vow is come, come originally meant like a wish, a desire, a longing, and a prayer. And in Sanskrit, the root that the vagat that leads to vow means one who offers a sacrifice. So we have to give ourselves up so that we can receive and then connect and go. So practice devotion, make altars. Sing, sing with praise to the spirits. Pray, 
can open that channel of devotion to receive the illumination and the connection and surrendering, surrendering ourselves and connecting with that love that is all around us all the time. So that opens up for us a space of receptivity, which is the next phase. And you'll, you'll, you'll notice that there's a lot of overlap between these things because they all just kind of flow into each other. And receptivity, the plant that I, uh, did I say other plants for, let me say other plants for, for the, the desire for illumination. Red cedar again, there, ephedra. Ephedra is supreme fire. Illumination, so illuminated, it burns away all the things that keep us separate from our path and from the spirits. Cottonwood again, and dogwood again. These are the, all the initiatory plants. These, these, there's, there's a whole gang of plants that are all about like, the initiatory process for us. And then, the, I didn't mention other plants for clearing. I didn't want to go into clearing so much because I did a whole talk on clearing last year. But I'll just talk about some of the plant allies. So we have Devil's Club, Red Cedar, I talked about that. Yerba Santa is a great one. Yerba Santa is uh, another plant that works with fire. And it, it burns stuff away, it clears, it purifies. goes into the dark places, brings illumination, helps us with the, the traumas of, of being born into the world. Cascara Sagrada is a good clearing plant. It's a, of course, a laxative plant, but it helps letting go, letting go. And it, goes, it has a downward energy that goes down, breaks things up and clears them, and then so the energy can rise. And it has a connection with the snake, Kundalini. All that Kundalini energy rise up after it clears on its way down. Angelica and St. John's Word. St. John's Word clears with water and fire. You know, St. John was the baptizer. Clears that and clear, purifies our blood. St. John's Word on the physical level and then on the on the spiritual level, it clears the ancestral karma of our family lineage. And we talk about our bloodline, we carry that in our blood. St. John's Word helps clear that. That's what that's the whole thing of, it, of baptism is washing away our past and moving forward. So receptivity, next one is, is um, Hawthorne. is the one that I would say is, is, is a main ally for that. Hawthorne helps us to open our hearts and also protects them while they're opening with those thorns. So you can open and be protected to help us receive love and give love Part of receptivity is acceptance. We have to accept who we are. If we can't accept who we are, we can't take anything in. And Hawthorne really helps us in that process of accepting who we are in any given moment. And then it open, that acceptance then opens up those pathways for the communion to happen. And plant, other plant allies for receptivity 
connectivity, our silk tassel, which relaxes, you know, it's mostly known as uh, for menstrual cramps, for relaxing, but it relaxes the whole being, especially on the spiritual level. It like relaxes us so that we can really receive like subtle nourishment and subtle energies from the universe. Baneberry is another one. It just helps relax everything so that we can receive. Peony, we'll talk about the next one. Alder. Alder teaches us to give more so that we can receive more. It's a plant that's so much about giving. It's just nourishing the soil, dropping its leaves, has you know all these microorganisms living on its roots to put nitrogen in the soil so all the other plants can grow. And then creating this great environment for the big conifers to rise up. So it's, a, it's message is give more so you can receive more. And then elder. Elder helps to open us to the, to the spirit world and help us lose our fear of that connection and that thing which can be kind of scary when your boundaries get broken down. And then the fifth phase is respect, humility, and gratitude. And for that one, we're going to work with peony. But we have two plants for today. Adam 
man, but comes from Adama, which means ground. So humans came from the ground, the earth. And uh, uh, I got caught up in the, the humility thing with my main ally, which is the devil's called Ashusha. And I, I had this great experience where I went and saw a woman who channels beings. And she channeled this being that had a conversation with me for like an hour and a half. And you know, it was this really funny being. I, I can't make his voice, but it was like this really funny accent, this energy. And he was like, yeah, you and your devil friend. Devil friend. <laughs> holding back on you. And, and and he was like, you need to go tell him. He's been holding stuff back. We need to go tell him, like, give you everything. Give you everything. And I was like, and I had this whole, like, worry about it when I was, realized I had to do it. I was like, I know I have to do this. Uh, if I just say, give me everything, he's going to, what if he just says, you know, like, no. Like, who are you to ask for that? I'm not going to give you anything now. Uh, I have to do this. So I went. I said, man, somebody told me you've been holding back on me. Why? Give it to me. And he said, I've been waiting for you to say that. <laughs> so it was like a test. Like when I realized, oh, I'm worthy of this. I am not lesser than. Then you can receive that. So this, this, this true humility is a pathway of opening. It's not a pathway of separation. It's a pathway of opening and connection and community.
whatever it is, and see how that makes your body feel just to be in a state of gratitude. They are calling 
The plants are showing us how to arrange ourselves in the same way that nature arranges herself to allow life to thrive in a beautiful way. As we, in this time of remembrance, receive the tremendous blessing of these teachings and allow this new way of being to inform how we exist in the web of life, each succeeding generation will have an easier time. The structures will be dismantled and will have less and less influence over us. Remember that the suffering you endure, the sorrows you release, the darkness and madness you face within yourself, and all of the work that you do to remember who you are will leave a great legacy for those who are to come. We are the midwives for a new spirituality that is perfectly suited for our place, our time, and our people. As we illuminate ourselves, we cannot help but illuminate and reawaken the beings of the forest, mountain, and desert. These spirits have been in close relationship with humanity for many, many thousands of years, but of late they have been neglected. These beings need to be fed, and in turn we will be fed and will become more whole. These relationships have been so integral to who we are as a species that we cannot actually survive without them. Without a conscious awareness of the forces that give us life and a way to relate to them, we live truly impoverished lives and risk the danger of sinking more deeply into the madness and depression that have become epidemic in our society. The an antidote to this malaise is a return to encounters with the sacred, to remember how to exist in harmony with all beings, seen and unseen that inhabit this earth. We need to remember how to feed them and to feed ourselves. A revolution in consciousness is taking place, one that can save our planet. We are being asked to return to our roots. Let us open our eyes and our ears to the plant teachers that inhabit our lands, the places where we live, breathe, conceive, give birth, and die. Let us establish our connection with the spirits, that which is programmed into our DNA and is our birthright as humans. Let us resume our role as a species in this web of life. Let us open our hearts and minds to the teachings of the native plants wherever we live, and let us implement their wisdom now. Thank you for coming and listening to this.